Welcome to the AI Applied Podcast. I'm your host, Connor Grennan. And I'm your host, Jaden Schaefer. Every week, we break down the latest in AI news, tools, interviews, and discuss how to apply AI into your career and life. This year has been a wild ride with ChatGPT. And I think for me, it's beyond just like, oh, there's this cool AI tool, but it's like, how do you actually use this AI tool? Because, you know, at first glance, when you're looking at ChatGPT, it's like, oh, there's a prompt field. You type whatever you want in there. It generates something cool. And I think a lot of people have tried like basic levels of that throughout the year where they're like, hey, I need like X, Y, and Z article or, you know, description or a little thing done. They give it and it, it kind of gives them a uh, a response. And I think that's kind of everyone's first reaction. But then I think we all very quickly realized that ChatGPT Chat became incredibly more powerful and sophisticated if we really learned how to talk to it, use its language, and this whole like prompt engineering came out. So today on the podcast, Connor and I want to break down some of the biggest hacks for ChatGPT that we've discovered this year, some of the biggest prompt engineering tips and tricks. And a lot of this is going to come from OpenAI just releasing a massive new document, which is a breakdown of them literally explaining how prompt engineering works and breaking down like the, the best practices for making this really successful. So we'll talk about that and we'll talk about a lot of exciting things. But Connor, what are your top ones that you've been using this year? Jaden, so much to talk about on this. I feel like we could do like one episode a week on just this. That's how, that's how big this thing is. Because what I'm, what I'm finding, again, when I'm kind of going around and talking to people and companies and things like that, is that a lot of folks aren't even really using, uh, well, they're kind of using ChatGPT where they say they are, but in fact, they are only using the free version or, uh, you know, and even that they haven't used in a month or something like that. And people have bad experiences up front. So first of all, if you haven't used it in a while, get back on there and try it again. Whatever you think wasn't working before, it's probably working very, very well now. For example, Code Interpreter, uh, Browse with Bing, all that kind of stuff, which used to be not that great. And now it's very, very good. But the reason that, um, you know, we were thinking about doing this episode right now is that, you know, it, it, first of all, it's getting toward the end of the year and it's been, you know, a year has passed already, but there's all this great research coming out too. And this stuff is always fascinating to me. Uh, even OpenAI, as you sort of like reference, has started to change a little bit about like, you know, the best practices of doing it, because this is what's so weird about this stuff, Jaden, right? It, like it acts, it's not human. Uh, you know, my friend Ali said like, Connor, don't say it's human. Cause I was doing this, she and I were doing this thing with, um, this big company and she was like, don't say it acts human, but, the, but Jaden, it does. Okay. So, and here's just kind of a couple, just to throw out that research is, and look, this is not, uh, you know, peer reviewed research, all that kind of stuff. But if you say to ChatGPT, for example, look, uh, you know, I'm about to lose my job. I really need help with this. Like right now it will, you know, just, it will produce a better response. Or if you say, uh, you know, another one that's like been amazing for me has been, uh, it's like, oh, I would like to do, I'd like to help you with that, but I'm, you know, but I'm not able to help you or whatever. And if you just say to it, um, something along the lines of, listen, no, 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 you're great at this. You're so good at this. This is like your thing. You can teach me. It will actually like give a take on, take a breath or whatever. And like, it'll actually give you a better response. Same with, if you say, okay, listen, take a deep breath and now let's approach. Anyway, all of these things, I'm sort of doing a slightly rapid fire, but the interesting thing is that they're all very human-like. I don't mm -hmm. know, what's been your sort of like approach as you, because you've gotten, you're like the master at this. What's your approach on all this? Okay, so, I mean, a couple of my like, just like off the, you know, shooting from the hip things that I think everyone could use and instantly get better responses. And we've all talked about this, I think on LinkedIn a bit, but the one that I've actually used and embedded into prompts that are used in like products. So literally like repetitively used is I will give you a $200 tip for doing a good job. Dude, when you say that chat GPT, they did a bunch of studies and they said that 
it like 80% of the time it would write longer responses if you said that. So that's kind of their way of measuring like that it did a better job. Um, and it's like it'd give you more more quality output or whatever. I've tested it. It seems to work. It seems to really like the $200 tip. And the funny thing is I've tried $50 tip, $100 tip, and a $1,000 tip. If you say I'm going to give you a $1,000 tip or $10,000 tip, it's like, I can't take tips. But if you say $200, it's like, oh, okay, wow. sure. Whatever. Wow. Here's like your okay. good response or whatever. So that's a funny one. Um, you mentioned, of course, to me recently, uh, the fact that you can say my job depends on this um, and it will give you a better response uh, or like it will. Yeah. Anyways. So there's a bunch of funny ones, but yeah. Anyways, I think there's a bunch of different little tools and tips and tricks you can do, but I want to break down. I've been like messing around with prompting a lot lately because I'm of course for AI box, it's this no code AI app builder and marketplace. And, uh, we're building some really like complex in-house apps on there right now. And in order to build those, we have to like have these really gnarly prompts. And honestly, for everything I do, whenever I figure out like a good process in my business, or for my podcasts, I'll typically like create an elaborate set of prompts that can do the workflow and whether I have it completely automated with software, which hopefully is going to be the solution in the future with AI box, I'll just be able to completely do it like that. But right now, as that's getting built out, I'm actually using VAs to do a lot of different pieces. But essentially, what I'll do is I'll create like an elaborate prompt to create like a piece of content or something, I'll give it to my VA and then just be like, hey, this is the process, plug all this stuff in from this source into this like chat GP prompt and it generates this stuff. I'm never worried that their English won't be perfect. Um, and I don't have to hire someone here in America, which is like way more expensive. Um, so like there's, you know, that's kind of like the, the hack right now. And eventually it's just gonna be software. But in any case, um, yeah, prompting is a big thing that I'm working on right now and how you do it a hundred percent matters. Yeah, it, it really does. And it's, it's funny because it's prompting is, is everything and it's in, in, in simultaneously the most important thing and the least important thing. And so the reason why, like, you know, when I'm like training people and stuff like that, I don't talk about prompting is because prompting tends to be this thing where people think they have to kind of quote unquote prompt. And, you know, mm -hmm. and so they actually think like, well, I don't really know how to use ChatGPT because I haven't really learned how to prompt. I'm like, prompting is literally just giving good instructions. Like if you can think that mm -hmm. you have sort of a brilliant human intern next to you, how would you give instructions to that person? And so, you know, OpenAI really uh, kind of doubles down on that too. So it's, so yeah, there's like little hacks and things like that about, oh, you know, act like a, like a software engineer and tell me blah, blah, or act like a brilliant marketer. And I don't know, like th those used to be very big. I, I never found huge value in them. I think that it is interesting to ask it to play a role and OpenAI still does say ask it to play a role when possible. So I trust OpenAI in that. But I'll just say that I haven't seen like a lot better things when it's like be a marketer with 20 years experience who blah, blah, blah. Like I haven't seen that. I have seen when I, I'll write something like, and, and I don't use ChatGPT to write a ton on LinkedIn just because I am a writer. And so it's, I'd rather have my voice, but I like to hear where it goes. Right. So I'll be like, Hey, write this. And you know, like, how would you kind of like make it go viral? And then it like, all it does is like put a bunch of like fire emojis in there. <laughs> like, I'm like, okay, that's not going to make something go viral. But like what I like about like OpenAI's approach to it is that it sort of treats, and they won't ever say the word human, but they sort of treat it like a human. And if you can think about like how a child like imitates its parents, all that kind of stuff, right? Like, and that's, you know, these super cute things on, you know, YouTube or whatever. That's essentially what ChatGPT is sort of doing, right? It's just kind of like imitating you. So if you are kind to it, and if you're like, I really need it, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose my job. It takes its corpus of knowledge and it looks at places where people were saying like, hey, I really need help. And it looks how people answer it. And you and I have talked about this before. When I was, a, I asked Bard, you know, months ago about like for help on my Mac and it was like, well, on my Mac, this is how I solve it. And I was like, wait, what? 
And I think, you know, you were the one, Jane, talking about this about like, yeah, because on Reddit, like that's how people answer. It's like, well, on my Mac. And so it's really just kind of like imitating. So the best mm-hmm. thing we can ever do, I think always is just say, listen, like, what would this sound like if I was trying to teach a human, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. So OpenAI does have some, be- like some best practices. I wanted to run through a bunch of them because uh, I was reading them earlier today and I'm like, oh my gosh, I literally like use this this week and some prompting I was doing. And like, like you said, like at the end of the day, the bottom line is using ChatGPT of being a prompt engineer is just giving clear instructions. That's the number one thing. And that's actually the number one thing that OpenAI said. But here's a little blurb. And I just want to break this down because this is so useful. I have this kind of the summary of this mega article they wrote, but they said, these models can't read your mind. If outputs are too long, ask for brief replies. Okay, so that's one thing. I don't know if everyone knows, but like tell it to give you a brief Anytime, anytime I like ask it for something and it writes it and I'm like, oh, that's too long. I just say, make it more concise. Concise is like my favorite word. Yeah. And uh, it just zoom, shortens that down. So that's nice. It said, if outputs are too simple, ask for expert level writing. I have done this. Um, I, was, I, I recently was like using it to help me write something. I was like, act like a professional ghostwriter of a New York Times bestselling book. Ask me the questions I need to like respond to, to give you X, Y, and Z. And it was like, okay, well, who's your target audience for this? Or is it this person, this person, this person? Okay, what kind of content do you want to put in it? Is it more theoretical or is it more like stories? And how do you want to weave that together? Like this, this, and this. And it was just like concepts I had not thought about, about the subject matter. So in that regard, I think it's actually really beneficial to say, act like a certain role. But then beyond that, to say like, ask me questions that I should be like giving you to help me do this like task better. Because like, I don't know everything I need to know to be a ghostwriter. I don't know everything I need to know to be, you know, a developer or whatever. Like there's so many areas that are outside of my expertise. Um, so getting it is if you're not an expert at something, get ChatGPT to ask you questions um, to help you do the job better. That's yeah, one of my big yeah, no, that That's a great one. It's, it's one that I sort of like use as well, a little bit uh, kind of to that end too, which is I always tell people like, if you're good at something, do the first draft of it. And if you're not good at mm-hmm. something, like have ChatGPT do the first draft of it. And because otherwise, like there are certain things that I just have no idea about, right? I just don't know what those things are. I'm like, hey, can you like, you know, write me a, like sort of like a short paper on whatever and something I don't know. I'm like, oh, then I kind of tweak the writing. But if I know it, I will do the the first draft and then I'll ask it to kind of like refine. And I don't even ask it to refine it because it always changes it around all that kind of stuff. And in my custom instructions is already brevity. And uh-huh. so I'm always like, okay, no, expand, expand, expand. And, but here's the thing on, on that, right? I think it's like when I'm, when I'm looking at this thing that you're talking about, about like open AI's thing, it really is like all this stuff where it's like, look, ask it to sort of like work through things step by step, right? So again, yeah. you know, we just keep thinking about this as like super fancy Google, right? Even like you and I, who I think are, you know, pretty good at this, you know, what you were saying was like brilliant. It's like, well, what should I even be asking you? I don't even know what I should mm-hmm. be asking you. And it sort of like sets the questions. Another great thing that I've seen people do before too is, it's like, take somebody, take somebody's work that you like really admire and kind of break it down and say like, how did they think about this? Not, you know, cause you're not going to, mm-hmm. I mean, plagiar- there's not really such thing as plagiarism when you're talking about doing this kind of stuff. I mean, you can't take somebody's stuff and, and repurpose yeah. it, but it wouldn't, it wouldn't work anyway. But more important, it's like, Hey, I really admire how this person puts their podcast together or something like, mm-hmm. tell me, like break that down for me. So I think things like that are also really, really useful when you're just trying to learn. Right. Yep. A hundred percent. Um, the other thing that I'll, I'll say that works really well sometimes when I'm just feeling like super like in a rush and I don't have time to sit there and think about how do I make the clearest instructions to get it to do a thing. If I've done that thing in the past, um, what I'll literally do is like, because sometimes like when I ask it to do, I'm like, hey, I need you to write like 
uh, I need you to write a summary of this thing. It needs to have four bullet points. Every bullet point needs to have a title, everything like, so there's like, I want like a specific output, obviously that I'm trying to get it to, to generate and writing the prompt sometimes is a pain in the butt. So what I do is I just literally take an example of me doing this in the past. And I'm like, I used this information to create this. I want you to create the same thing, but with this information. And oh, it's wow. like a ginormous uh, prompt with like articles embedded in it and like my outputs and stuff. But it's like, I'm not giving it any prompts except showing it like the output that I created and just saying like clone this, but for this con but for this piece of information instead. And uh, I found it's actually really good at that. So if you have a specific type of memo you have to write or a specific type of, you know, investor update email or like whatever it is, just get one of your past investor update emails posted in there be like, this is my investor update email format that I use make another one for this month, but here's the new information. And then just like bullet point the information or copy and paste the information from your dashboard or whatever, right? Like that's an example. And then it like generates it beautifully and perfect. And you don't have to like the alternative is like, okay, I'm creating an investor update email. It needs to have these five sections. Each section has to have these pieces of content. Each thing has to address this thing. You want to make sure that you talk about like highlight our wins this month and highlight our losses and highlight what we're going to change. Like you can make a prompt that says all of that, or you could literally just give it an example and say, copy this format. Okay. Let me ask you, let me ask you this. Cause you're, you're really good at this kind of stuff. And I've sometimes struggled with this, which is, uh, I've done that same kind of thing. I've said like, give me an output and it'll give me the output, but in trying to replicate it, some of the things that I've tried, I'd love to hear sort of like your techniques too. Cause you have to do a lot of content writing too. Like what I'll do is I'll say like, okay, here's like, even if it gives me like a great output, I'll mm -hmm. say, okay, so like how did it, how did they structure that? Like what was your sort of like internal prompt? So I like use that again. So do you ever like mm. sort of like ask it to break down its strategy for that and then use that's that genius. as a prompt? No, I love that. Yeah, then that's a great way to do it. If you're lazy, give it the whole thing and say, copy this. And then if it copies it good, say, okay, give me the prompt I would use to do this in the future. Then you don't have to copy and paste your entire document every time. It's like funny. I literally have some prompts that like include full documents in the prompts that have nothing to do with the output. <laughs> it's just like the easiest way to do it. So I like that strategy because here's the other thing that I've noticed with ChatGPT. Uh, OpenAI even mentions this. They say uh, like, they say split complex tasks. Yes. If the prompt is too long. It's going to like just lose track of some of the tasks in there. So I find that sometimes I'm like giving an elaborate prompt for something I want it to do. And I have bullet points of all the things I'm like, do not mention this. Do not say this. Right. Do not talk about your cutoff date. Do not say anything other than the output text, right? Like I have these like bullet points I'll put there. Once I get to like, it's going to be like nine or 10 bullet points it starts to forget some of the bullet points and drives me nuts. So then I like look at it. I'm like, okay, like what's the least important bullet point I can eliminate so that like, I know that it's going to mostly like, if it could only do nine of these 10 things, what would they be? And I try to like make it as short and concise as possible. Um, I think that's also a, a big hack to, to use as well. So all that to say that your strategy of like getting it to break down a prompt for you is a good idea because when you do the whole, when you give it an entire article to clone or whatever, it's such a big a text input that it like might struggle getting an accurate output. Yeah. Yeah. No, that, that's right. And um, first of all, on that, I totally agree because it's uh, when, you know, even with those bigger and bigger context windows, like I always think like, yeah, like, cause it doesn't remember things in the middle or it doesn't seem to anyway. Yeah. Uh, but that's number one, but then sort of like what you're talking about, I think we're kind of like going around this issue, which is really critical, which is ask ChatGPT how to do the thing you're trying to ask ChatGPT to do, you know, like it's, mm -hmm. I think people don't use that nearly enough, which is, and you kind of started this off a little bit with it. It's like, hey, how can I get this sort of like in a more refined thing? And like, if you, cause you can get that, then it's really, 
you know, you can repeat it and repeat it and repeat it. And again, just mm -hmm. keep thinking like, what would I say to a human? Like if it's not sort of like going well, you're sort of talking about putting examples in there, put more examples in there. Sometimes like it has a hard time with my voice because I try to be kind of goofy and I'm like, yeah, be like casual. But then mm -hmm. it's like, hey, bro, want to catch yeah, a few yeah. waves? I'm like, dude, why is every <laughs> casual guy like surfer guy? So like, so my custom instructions, there's a lot of don't use any jargon. Don't ever harness the power of AI simultaneously never unleash the power of AI, like all that kind of stuff. I specifically say in my custom instructions because I'm so fed up with it. But also like if it just sort of gets the vibe, then I can tweak it up a little bit. So I've stopped sort of like trying to get it to get my voice down exactly and just get the information down. And then I tweak it with my voice because otherwise I feel like you're just wrestling with it. I don't know if you have like a way of doing that well, though. Um. Yeah, so I've actually seen some people and I need to test them out, create these custom GPTs where it's like upload yeah. a piece of content you've created and it'll create a prompt that's like your perfect tone. I don't know. Have you tried any of those? I haven't tried it with, with a GPT yet. No, because I figured okay. that like, if I can't do it in chat GPT, then a GPT is not right. Help, but... Yeah, I'm like, because I'm, I've tried and I haven't been like super successful. And I'm like, if I can't do it, right. Or figured out this GPT definitely can't figure out if I can't figure it out. <laughs> probably not true, but it's probably a little what narcissistic or something. But like, um, that's it where my mind goes but i i'm like i i, I like bookmarked a, a linkedin post about this recently where i'm like gonna go back and try it i was just busy when i saw it um but i mean i think the best way i've done it is literally in the like the best way to get it to clone my voice is literally just upload like a big piece of text or content that i produce and be like copy the tone and style of this i don't know you know any other way that's the that's how i've gotten the best input outputs it's not perfect it still says weird things i wouldn't say um but that's like the best way to do it I think in the future, there's going to be like fine tuning where you'll just be able to create a model for yourself personally, and it just talks in your tone and like how you talk and stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, so I think that's that's one interesting way to do it. Now, that being said, when you are perfecting those prompts, whether it's that or something else, the one other like interesting kind of hack that I have used that I think is really useful is um, to get it to do multiple outputs. Uh, when you're trying to test a, a, a tweak a change on a prompt so like if you like sometimes i have a big prompt it's got like 10 bullet points on there and i'm like it doesn't always do this piece right i want to change that so i'll change one of the one of the prompts in there and sometimes it will like do it perfect and i'm like great but then when i like replicate it 10 times a few of those times aren't like perfect and i'm like oh i should have like tweaked it a little bit so to avoid that problem in the future what i do sometimes is I will make a tweak to my prompt and I'll say, gen I was like, okay, generate this thing, but generate it five times. And then I look at all five examples and it's labor intensive because you got to read five outputs, but like, you're more likely to see the error, like, cause it'll make an error over like a large amount of like runs more likely than just like one time. Sometimes your one shot's good, but the second shot isn't. So anyways, if you get it to do five, then you read them all, then you might, you can find your like issues. Uh, you can find like an issue or problem. Um, and sometimes if it's in two of the five, you're like, okay, this is definitely a problem. Sometimes if it's one out of 10, it's like, okay, well, it's kind of rare. Anyways, that's just a uh, one other hack when you're- No, okay, so I, no, but I love that. And you're sort of like, again, kind of like reinforcing this thing where it's, first of all, iteration is is everything. You have to kind of like keep getting it to go. It's not gonna get it right the first time. But also, you know, even with that, I'm wondering if you could do it where like, hey, this is my style. And I've, I saw somebody do this and it was great. And I tried it once, but then I forgot to do it again. But it's like- this is my style. How would you categorize this style? And it's like, well, it's professional, casual with a tinge of blah, 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 with a enthusiastic. And I'm like, right. So then I try that. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. But again, keep asking ChatGPT what you should be asking it because ultimately 
There's all this like great research. There's really fun things. Jaden is tipping it. Like there's all these like really cool things to do, but ultimately it's just going to be your relationship with this thing and asking it for help, right? A hundred percent. So, I mean, there's so much to, to unpack here. Um, we'll definitely someday when someone cracks the code of making the AI sound exactly like you. And I've actually seen some like very crazy examples that like I'll probably talk about in the future. We'll do podcasts about this. We'll keep you guys all up to date on everything happening there. Um, just wanted to say though, a massive thank you for tuning into the AI Applied Podcast, making this your number one podcast for AI news. Um, we are thrilled to be in the top charts in Apple for business news. It's really exciting for us. You know, uh, Connor and I have not been doing this podcast forever. Um, and so, yeah, we, we want to say a big thank you and a big thank you to everyone that has written uh, reviews for us. It helps us a ton. It helps us rank in the charts, helps other people find us. If you haven't done it yet, um, we would really, really appreciate it if you could just drop us a review. Um, super easy to do. But thanks so much for tuning in. Hope you got some great value out of this and we will see you next time. Have a great rest of your week.